Hello, everybody. This is Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. It is June. Uh, We are a few days behind, but we are still on time. As you guys know, as I said, it's June and um, this is Men's Health Month. So oftentimes, you know, uh, we go into this mode where we'll talk about mental health stuff during the month of mental health and and other things like that. It's also uh, Pride Month. Uh, for those out there who may not know, and uh, as always, we celebrate and uh, support uh, members of the Pride community. Uh, but we're talking today about men's health, and uh, with it being Men's Health Month, as I said, you know there are a lot of issues that that come up with us that we really don't like to acknowledge, that we don't like to talk about, and then there are some health things that we probably don't even know anything about. Uh, I will include myself in this. I still don't visit the doctor the way I should. I go a little bit more than I used to, but uh, I mean, I've definitely missed some some checkups and uh, I need to get better about that. I know for me personally, I really dislike um, going to the doctor and having blood drawn. That's just not my cup of tea. Um, in fact, one time I remember going to have a procedure done and I told the nurse, I said, hey, look, put me in a chair. I'm getting ready to pass out. And uh, they looked at me like, whoa, I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't feel embarrassed. I didn't feel like a punk. I was like, hey, I'm blacking out. Take care of me now. And guys, that happens. You know, if you go to the doctor and you have that experience or you feel like you're going to have that experience, the best thing to do is communicate that to them because trust me, they've seen it all. All right. They have seen it all. You are not alone in having you know, feelings of anxiety and nervousness or just just being adverse to needles. Right. Some people just don't like needles. Um, and so don't let that be something that stops you from going to take care of yourself. So at any rate, today I want to talk about 10 men's health issues that are very common for a lot of men. In fact, they're probably more common depending on your ethnic background in some cases. Uh, But there are things that, you know, we figure, hey, since it's Men's Health Month, let's jump into it. Let's talk about it. So 10 things that are very common uh, for men, but that we just don't really deal with too well. You know, we are often at risk for a variety of different illnesses and health problems throughout our lives. Uh, But regular wellness exams, as I said, going to the doctor can help prevent and manage some of the issues that we men face. Uh, If we maintain a healthy lifestyle early, that can be one of the best preventive measures against something like diabetes. Um, It could also help deal with cholesterol. If you guys have not had cholesterol screenings, it'd probably be a a good idea to do that, especially if you are in your 30s, 40s, and on up. Um, But preventative care can help lower your risk of heart disease. Um, And that's a leading, leading cause of death for a lot of men. So, you know, that's just, that's something that we need to take a look at. Um, I can tell you guys, one of the things that we cannot get away from addressing is STIs or STIs and STDs. These are still very common among men, especially for men who are in their 20s. You young guys out there, right, with those increased libidos, 
higher levels of testosterone maybe that sex drive is going hey listen man stop slow down be careful the most common sti is uh, hpv which you know when when i was younger hpv wasn't a thing we were talking about gonorrhea and other other types of things hiv and what have you uh, but uh, hpv can uh, can cause a number of cancers and we see that out there in the news you can go to a lot of different scientific journals and medical journals and they're talking about this today rates of herpes and chlamydia are also rising among young men and rates of syphilis are rising generally across the country so we can't get away from talking about stis and stds right how can we protect ourselves? Well, men, we can protect ourselves as well as our partners from HPV um, by getting the HPV vaccine. You know, if you, we've got boys and girls, we've got daughters and sons, we can get them vaccinated at 11 years old up until they're 21. Um, so if you guys don't like vaccinations and stuff like that, I guess you're on your own. You have to figure this out some other way. But, you know, that's something that's out there that we can do. Men who have sex with men and men with HIV or weakened immune systems can receive it until they are 26 years old. And that's a good thing to know. Right. Uh, practicing safer sex by using condoms and dental dams can also help lower risk for other STDs and STIs. And I get it, guys. Not a lot of people are going to be using dental dams. I mean, you're not going to be in the in the middle of foreplay and say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? Before I go down on you. Let me go get this dental dam. It's just, that's probably not what folks are going to do, but <laughs> at least it will make you pause to think about how you take care of yourself. Um, what's been your sexual history? Uh, what's been your partner's history and really have an open to honest conversation about that. And uh, maybe, you know, when you're dating somebody, if you're not thinking about it, I know a lot of women think about it. They, they say, Hey, we need to go get mutually tested for stuff. Right. These are things that you all have to consider today. Um, and I know that a lot of us guys, we don't volunteer to do things like that, but we should. We really need to. Uh, well, not only should we volunteer to get that type of testing done, but we should also uh, be candid with individuals about the things that we have experienced in the past when it comes to our health. Right now, it doesn't mean on your first date that you're like, hey, when I was 17 years old, I got chlamydia from this girl. No, 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 not like that. But you do want to be able to talk about these types of situations. They are extremely important. OK, so that's one of the things that we need to do a better job with. Now, here's one that just it hits everybody in the gut and it's always close to home. And that's cancer. Depending on your family history or your lifestyle, men can be at risk of many types of cancer throughout our lives. Younger men are often most at risk for skin cancer. But, you know, another cancer is starting to pop up in a lot of young men, and that's testicular cancer. In fact, there have been reports of some young men I mean, in their 20s and early 30s uh, getting cancer, getting testicular cancer, you know, not just once, but twice. You see, and I don't think that we do a good job really educating each other about that. But skin cancer, it's June, summertime, vacations are around the corner. 
Everybody's going to be trying to get as much sun as they possibly can, soak up that vitamin D, travel the world, go to beaches. You know, it's one of those things that typically in the wellness exam doesn't even get addressed properly. It's one of the last things that doctors are looking at, and it's not even something that most guys will pay attention to. I mean, you know, this may sound stereotypical, but most of us guys aren't taking a three-dimensional mirror and standing in front of it, looking at every inch of our bodies like that. That's just not something that we do. And a lot of times we can see something on us and just go, oh, that's a little mark, or I got that, you know, that ding at work, and we keep on moving. We don't pay attention to the fact that maybe a mole that was small when we were younger is getting bigger. And maybe is it just getting bigger? Or is it something else? Is it really a mole? Right. If you come from a family that is accustomed to having a lot of moles on their bodies, you don't really give any second thought to it. But it may be something that you want to address with your doctor. Later in life, men can also be more at risk for developing prostate cancer and colon cancer. And I have a special call out to uh, African-American men today when it comes to cancer, particularly. Uh, unfortunately, we've got some expensive genes. OK, and it sucks that almost by default, uh, some of these health concerns are exacerbated because of the genes that we have, not only the, the biological DNA, but our environment. Maybe we were impacted by poverty, our diets were impacted by poverty, and all of these kinds of factors. But it makes it more difficult for us to have a longer lifespan. Okay, so prostate cancer, colon cancer. Okay, I want you to think about that for a minute, right? Now, if you are uh, African-American, uh, when it comes to prostate cancer, you should probably be probably be getting checked for prostate, getting prostate screenings uh, in your early 30s, right? In your early 30s, where most people are probably starting in the 40s, 50s, right? You, if you're African-American, you should start earlier. For other guys who are not African-American, so far, they're saying it's safer for you to start in your 40s, in your 50s, getting these prostate exams. But if you have a history of it, despite your ethnic background, if you have a history of prostate cancer in your family, you definitely want to get screenings at an earlier age. Okay. So again, screening recommend recommendations are similar for colon cancer as well. Men without a family history should start getting them at about 50 years old or at 40 or 45, if they have a family history of colon cancer. All right. And now this one hits home for me, and it's cardiovascular disease. As some of you guys know, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, or if I talk, <clears throat> talk with you, you know that um, in January of 2018, I had a mild heart attack uh, after um, being diagnosed with a heart uh, issue with heart disease, just something just out of the blue. It's a crazy thing. I won't get into the, the, the backstory of it now, but cardiovascular disease is a, a big deal. It's a really big deal. You know, more than one in three men has some form one in three. Just think about that for a minute, guys. If you're listening to this and you're with a buddy, or if you think about three guys that you talk to at some point during your day, one out of 
the three of you has some form of cardiovascular disease. And that's according to the American Heart Association. And that makes it the number one men's health issue. According to the Mayo Clinic, cardiovascular disease is often used interchangeably with heart disease, though cardiovascular disease generally refers to conditions that involve narrowed or blocked blood vessels that can lead to a heart attack. And see, and that's that's what I have now. And that's what I struggle with. So I have to kind of pay attention to what's going on with my body every day. Heart disease is often used to refer to heart conditions that affect your heart's muscle and the valves or the rhythm. Men, we can lower our risk of cardiovascular disease by adopting healthy eating habits, right? So a lot of the fatty stuff that we're into, um, you know, just the fast food and all of these things that I'm not trying to tell you how you can eat. Just You got to really be careful about what you're putting into your body. No, for me personally, I'm getting to the point where if, if I can't pronounce it and if it doesn't come from the earth, I try not to put it in my body, you know, and that doesn't mean that I won't die early, but I'm going to do everything I can to stay here uh, for as long as I can with my children. That's important to me. So develop some healthy eating habits. And it doesn't mean that you become a vegan and all of that kind of stuff, but you just take more control over your choices, over your life choices. You know, there are so many different ways to uh, learn different methods of cooking today, different recipes. Uh, there are a lot of places out there that will help you put together shopping lists for things that are healthier for you. Uh, you can go visit a nutritionist. And when I say a nutritionist, I'm not talking about these people at GNC, obviously. And I'm just going to go get me a what's it called? A smoothie and that type of thing from this place. No, it's somebody sitting down with you doing healthy meal planning. And uh, we at the barbershop group, we have some partnerships and some just some people in our network, just even in our network, uh, some associates and colleagues who we can reach out to on your behalf or if you would like their information, uh, you can contact us and we can put you in touch with them. And these are individuals who can help you develop uh, some of these meal plans that will impact your health more favorably. Okay. Now, one of the things uh, I do want to mention to you guys out there who have sons, a lot of times we look at our sons who are younger and we think nothing about their health, right? If they're not breaking bones, we really don't care too much about what's going on with them. We're just like, oh, he didn't break a bone. He's cool, whatever. But guess what? When you have family history of heart disease, even your son, he may only be 13 years old, but at 13 years old, they want him also to be checked for cardiovascular disease. Just a 13 year old. Now, think about that. How many of you guys went to the doctor at 13 to have your hearts checked? Not a lot. I know I didn't. So moving along to the next one. E.D. That's right. Erectile dysfunction. Don't turn your noses up, guys. This is real. Now, here's the thing about erectile dysfunction. A lot of people think about it in the sense that, uh-oh, I can't ever get an erection. I never get an erection. That's not ED. It's, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. And that's why I say a lot of us have experienced it, right? ED, it doesn't just mean that I don't get an erection 
ED also means that, you know, I had this really whack partial lame erection. It just wasn't really feeling it. And a lot of stuff goes into it. That's a problem that we face. And it happens a lot more than what we think. And our overall health can impact um, our libido. Okay. Our overall health can impact our libido. You know, if you have uh, hypertension or high, uh, high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, um, then a lot of times you'll see some issues with your 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 potency. You'll see some issues with with erections, um, and that's something that doctors are trying to work on now. But that's one of the reasons why. Hey, they're like, hey, let's look at your blood pressure. Let's look at your cholesterol. Let's talk about diabetes uh, and your eating habits because it impacts every other aspect of your health. Now, according to Men's Health, men should avoid trying to self-treat their ED. And I got to tell you guys, I did a lot of research that I can't cover today in this particular podcast about ED and self-treatment of ED, but you would be surprised what men are doing to try to treat their own erectile dysfunction. Obviously, there are over-the-counter supplements, and there are a lot of them. The majority of them are unregulated and can pose serious, serious side effects, okay? And then there are some other things that guys are doing that they think are going, that they think will impact uh, erectile dysfunction, and, you know, they aren't. They're hurting themselves. And I always, I, I laugh a little bit, but then I kind of take it back. I, I remember an episode of My Wife and the Kids. And Junior, Junior had uh, been masturbating in the bathroom. And when he came out, he told his mom he was coming out limping and he had a look of pain on his face. And he said, Mom, I broke it. <laughs> and some of you guys probably remember that episode, man. He was like, I broke it. And she said, what? Did you really break it? He said, Mom, I think I broke it. And, um, you know, guys, again, you'd be surprised what what some of the guys are doing out there to try to address ED. Just go to the doctor, man. Go to the doctor. And believe it or not, here comes the mental health piece of it. Go to the psychotherapist. Go to the counselor. Go to the therapist, too. Because a lot of times when we think that we have uh, a problem with getting it up physically, a lot of times we also probably have some unaddressed psychological stuff going on that we're not really ready to talk about as well. So, Take that piece of advice, go to the doctor, go to the therapist and let them help you with that issue. Don't hurt yourself like that. Don't break it, man. Don't break it. Diabetes. Most men often start a career and begin living on their own in their 20s, which means that, you know, we can really <laughs> develop some bad eating habits. And even, you know, I was a college athlete. Some of my colleagues and buddies, we were all college athletes, but we weren't rich. We were broke. And when you ran out of money to eat in the cafeteria, man, it was like, okay, give me some snacks. <laughs> Not the healthiest things out there, you know, and that could lead to weight gain and blood pressure changing and stuff like that. And here's something, a telltale sign for you guys. Pay attention to this. Think about how many guys you went to college with who were athletes, right? Whether they were track athletes, football, soccer, baseball, whatever. Now, some weight gain is natural. Absolutely. But think about how many guys you went to school with. Look at them when they were competing. And now 20 years out or whatever, 
the case may be, maybe for some of you guys, only 10 years out, five years out, right? Look at the um, the weight gain that some of your buddies have experienced. And that tells you a little bit about their eating habits and their lifestyles beyond um, beyond what they were doing when they were training. So after training is over, how am I treating myself? How am I looking into my health, right? That's something to pay close attention to. And I don't think we do a good job on that, okay? Obviously, people who are um, quote unquote obese, you know, according to the BMI and all that stuff, they have higher uh, chances of developing diabetes. And if you have a history of diabetes in your family, then obviously there too is something that you should get checked for earlier because it comes around quite often. It does. Comes around quite often. Now, diabetes is one of those diseases that just makes so many other things uh, deteriorate. So it can lead to a number of different health issues, cardiovascular disease, as we mentioned, nerve damage, kidney damage, eye damage, skin conditions, hearing. I even when I was researching this, guys, I was shocked. I had no idea that complications from diabetes could impact your hearing. Okay. Alzheimer's disease, depression, and this is all according to the Mayo Clinic, okay? Men with diabetes also face a risk of lower testosterone levels and sexual impotence. So we talked about that when we were talking about ED. So again, you want to stay right in the bedroom? If you want to be right in the bedroom, guys, you got to be right at the grocery store. You got to be right in the kitchen. You got to be right at the table, all right? That's something to keep in mind. ADHD is another one. Attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Now, formerly it was ADD. And there's a lot of different stuff out there. A lot of people talk about this person was misdiagnosed. This per these groups of people were overdiagnosed and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I won't get into that. That's for those professionals who do those things. You can have those conversations with them. But some of the symptoms of ADHD are trouble concentrating, staying focused, disorganization, right? A lot of forgetfulness, uh, even impulsivity or trouble managing emotions. And that kind of that's one that kind of causes a guy to pause when you hear that, because, you know, a lot of guys have trouble dealing with emotions anyway. And then you go, oh, oh wait a minute. Uh, is it am I just uncomfortable? Um dealing with emotional stuff or do I have something else impacting my ability to go there? I don't know. This is why you should see a professional. This is why you should see a doctor. Um, hyperactivity is another one that comes up with ADHD, obviously. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But, you know, a lot of times when we hear ADHD, we think about children. Um, but, it also impacts adult life, right? A lot of times, especially with adult ADD, is a highly intelligent individuals that just, they don't have the right tools to focus or concentrate in school or at work or something like that. And that happens to a lot of you. How many of you guys have a job where you start doing one thing and you know what? You were not able to get that task done. You move it on to another thing and you weren't able to get that task done and you move on to another thing and you recognize it about yourself but you can't seem to be able to do anything differently. Well, 
Again, my advice to you is see a therapist. For something like that, you may even be able to see a coach, a professional coach who can help you break out of some of those things. But I think if you're looking to find out if you've been diagnosed or if you're diagnosable or not, then obviously you need to see a professional therapist for that. Okay. Um, One of the other things that we wanted to cover as we talked about men's health, and we also cover this as we talk about men's mental health, and that's depression and thoughts of suicide. Very common, extremely common. I don't know how many times I can say it. It is extremely common. More than 6 million men in the U.S. have depression, experience depression every year. But because men are often discouraged from talking about feelings, men don't seek treatment. They don't seek support. We We just don't do that. You know, men with depression are more likely to develop heart disease. Now, think about that for a minute. I know that at one time, um, the particular issue that I have with my heart, they used to call it the broken heart syndrome. And when I found that out, my eyes were just wide, like, oh, my goodness. Uh, Because I can tell you when I was diagnosed with the issue or even before that, I was experiencing a whole lot of stuff in my personal life, man, that impacted my mental well-being. Well, not shocked that now doctors are telling me, hey, man, you've got a problem with your heart because everything that I was trying to deal with externally, I was internalizing it and I was making myself unhealthy, making myself unhealthy, you know. Um, men are probably the most underdiagnosed population as far as anxiety and depression. All right. And that's why I'm telling you guys, see a therapist. Okay. I know you don't always feel comfortable speaking on issues like that, but there are a lot of men out there who are therapists. And there are a lot of women out there who know, they already know that you feel uncomfortable. They know everybody else in the room knows. So, You're the only one that's struggling to take the mask off. Everybody else is just waiting for you to do it. Okay. Your health, your life depends on it. Alcohol. I know that everybody likes a drink. Almost everybody. If it's not like a religious thing for you or whatever, you probably throw one back. Hey, you know, but according to the CDC, men are more likely to drink excessively than women. And they consistently have higher rates of alcohol-related deaths and injuries than women do. Okay? Most people abuse alcohol because there are underlying conditions. Like a guy doesn't misuse or abuse alcohol uh, just because. There's something else going on. Maybe it's a work issue. Maybe it's a marital relationship issue. Maybe there's some financial issue or something like that. But there's typically more going on behind the scenes and before you see him, um, you know, go into a drunken stupor or or one of the things I deal with in my job all the time is guys will be like, man, I don't have a drinking problem. You know, I just, you know, I I went, man, I met the girl at the bar and uh, usually, you know, I drink a couple, man, throw a couple back and then I drive on home and I figured this time, I was cool. I would just drive home. And then the next thing I know, the police officer was pulling me over. That's that's a that's a very common story. And eventually what the guy starts to realize is, oh, wait a minute. 
it's not just about you being in a drunken stupor and passing out or throwing up later or something like that. No, it's also about the alcohol just impacting how you typically make decisions. If the alcohol impacts how you make your decisions, then it's probably something to take a look at. Alcohol use can also impact testicular function, testicular function, okay, and hormone production. And it can lead to infertility and impotence. And that's something that Budweiser isn't going to tell you, Anheuser-Busch isn't going to tell you. <laughs> Somebody like myself, Willie, or a chemical dependency counselor will tell you that. Another doctor or a doctor will tell you that. A therapist will tell you that. But this is something that they're going to bring out a lot. And if you notice, man, it's something that young adult men really, really fall for a lot. You go into grocery stores on the weekend, and these guys are just picking up liquor left and right. You know, they got a budget for it every weekend is what they do. And nobody thinks about how it impacts their health. Okay. COPD, respiratory problems. We're talking about smoking, right? Oh, that's a lot of it. We're talking about bronchitis, emphysema, uh, asthma. Uh, we know a lot of people have dealt with asthma. But uh, one of the biggest things that impact men and our, our lung health is smoking. Primary smoke and secondary smoke. I remember when I was uh, working as a loss prevention agent a long time ago in a grocery store. I would sit there, sit there next to my buddy, and he would just chain smoke cigarettes in this little room all day. We would be there eight, nine, ten hours a day, and we were having fun because we loved our jobs. But he would just sit there smoking, and I, and he would sit there. I mean, really, packs, maybe two packs. He would smoke two packs while we were sitting there catching people stealing, and I, I just, I can't help but wonder, like, what impact that had on his. Um, on his lungs, what impact that may have had on my own. Um, But again, guys, these are just some of the things that we wanted to mention to you all during June, uh, Men's Health Month. We will be having some other conversations about other aspects of health for you guys. Uh, Again, just trying to address the whole man, all of our well-being, mental, spiritual, physical, financial, just jumping into everything that we can so that we can encourage you guys to live better lives. Um, I know it's something that for a long time I wasn't paying attention to for myself. It was something that other guys that are involved with the barbershop group weren't paying attention to for themselves. And so it's just a call out. Uh, It's your life. You make the decision. You treat it the way you want. You handle it the way you want. But man, I mean, it's a gift and we just try to we try to express uh, some of our experiences to you all. So Stay tuned. We will have another one this month talking about some some physical health and probably some dieting stuff that you guys will find interesting, man. We got a lot of feedback from a post that we put out there on social media. So this one should be uh, juicy and good. And then another uh, segment this month coming up, we'll be talking about workplace violence, gun violence and mass shootings uh, with a particular look at, at workplace violence and how it impacts men. So until next time, guys, you be well. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, we appreciate all your love and support. If you guys have any questions, you can email us at info at the barbershop group. You can DM us on Facebook, Twitter or 
um, our, our um, Instagram as well. And if you'd like to get involved, please let us know. Send us an email. We're always looking for guys who want to create some good content for us. Uh, there are a lot of things out there to discuss. But uh, in the meantime, uh, we hope that you all enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourselves and your family. We'll talk to you soon.